Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Nakama Podcast. I'm your host, Sal. I'm here with my co-host, Cruz. So yeah. this one is going to be the actual anime reviews that we did. And the first one, that there's three of them. It's the Resident Evil one. Uh, I think it's called Infinite Darkness. Infinite Darkness, yes. And then the second one is Remake Our Life. And then the last one is The Detective is Already Dead. But we're starting off with Remake Our Life, which I didn't hate that much. It hella gave me vibes of what I feel you go through as someone who is creative because the main character is a 28 year old who decided to be safe yeah. which is the very Japanese way to do things because he when he was 18 he was accepted to a business college and an art college and he was like maybe I should do the art one but you know what I'm gonna play it safe I'm gonna play like a bitch and yeah. he goes to the business one. He he doesn't make it. Or he makes it, but every business he keeps joining flops. And he feels like it's somehow his fault. So the premise is like, damn, only if I would have went to the art one, I, I could have joined or at least met this group. that They're called like the Platinum Group mm-hmm. that he like idolizes. And he's like, I wish I could have. I should have went there. I might have met them. I might have done what they've done because they're around the same age as me. I'm 28. Cruz is like, damn, I could have made Chainsaw Man, but he didn't. Yeah, and Cruz is sad about it. Well, uh, yeah, because he's he's like a dude who yeah he, he there's the business thing that company goes under, but then he works for a Bashojo Games place, the the, mm. the pretty girl games, and then um that also yeah and also he also fun. loses his job there yeah and and I know what you mean by relating it to me where because I've I've mentioned that before when I found out that the guy who wrote and drew Chainsaw Man is a couple months younger than I am. I think I think he's like maybe like four months younger than I am. And so my brain immediately goes to like, fuck, there's no excuse for me not having done that at this point. I could yeah. have. Like I had the opportunity. I know there's so a I lot of people who that. do that where they compare their lives to someone else's like, well, I haven't done anything that significant. Yeah. So I must be a failure. Because Brittany feels like that all the time where she's like, this is not how my life I thought was going. She went to school for medical shit and yep. she has all of her shit, but just things didn't work out for her. And she's just like, damn. For me, is the same way, you know, because one of her friends is like a lawyer or something. She's like, ah, my friends are way more successful than I am. And it's like, you work at a bank? Like, yeah, you can say that as like, a, yes, it's a bank, whatever. But like you, you worked at a bank for like a year and then they put you in a management position mm-hmm. over people that had been working there for a while. Like, yeah, same with you clearly have to be doing well at yeah, your job. Like they same, clearly like you. Same with Brittany. But the thing is, Brittany turned it down because she didn't feel like she was ready yet. And I was like, all right, well, you know. Yeah, I can't tell you how to feel, but I'm definitely not one of those persons where it's like I'm 28 now or I'm 27 and I haven't done anything to leave my mark. And I'm just like, oh, I am I am fine with that. Yeah. No, for me. And I think it's just a thing with, again, with creative people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something you're told a lot to not do. But there is sort of a constant comparison to the people around you. And personally, a little controversial take here. I don't think that's a bad thing there a lot of people will tell you do not compare yourself to the people around you it's a different journey they've had different path you're meant to do different things they do different kinds of art or they had these you know advantages or they were in the right place at the right time you know they made a work and it just an algorithm happened to really like it one day and and fed it to a bunch of people don't worry about where you are in comparison to other people just worry about where you are in comparison to you and that's great definitely compare yourself to your old self more but i very much like yeah don't do it to the point where like the main character does where he gets straight up depressed yeah he doesn't try to do anything he actually 
thinks that his boss is going to try to kill herself, but she yeah. was just readjusting her shoe at the bridge awkwardly. Yeah, like, he's he's definitely taken it to the point, right, where he's like, I didn't do this thing, and therefore my life is ruined. Yeah. But I feel like if you're somebody who's like, oh, I want to get better at this artistic thing, comparing yourself to other people around you is sort of an important thing. Yeah. Not because you're supposed to take that information and then beat yourself up about it. That's the that's the not thing to do. But if you compare yourself to everyone around you and you find a common theme, that's actually a pretty good way of finding out what the weird robot that you're posting your stuff to likes. Because yeah. if you go on Instagram and you're like, oh, all these Instagram artists, they're just... They're just redoing the same photos, like the same paintings of pretty girls or whatever. I'm over here trying to do this really intricate thing and I only get like four likes. Well, then maybe, maybe that means that the people on Instagram don't want that and they want the pretty girls. Yeah. Look at ArtStation. You go to ArtStation, they don't want the pretty girls. They want the really complicated stuff. So doing things like that, you can figure out where you tailor your shit to. You mm -hmm. can figure out that like this website likes this thing, this website likes this thing, and Twitter likes it when you don't post art as much and you just talk about the fact that you almost crapped yourself on the subway like different yeah. things comparing yourself is important just you don't do it the way the main character does where he's like let me kill myself no well this one doesn't this yeah, one no. doesn't want to kill himself no 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 no. i know but what i'm saying is like he takes it to the to the he's kind of going down that road initially where it's like oh my my life is in shambles yeah because i didn't do this thing and then yeah he gets his ability to restart go to game school and then try art to be a part school. of art school yeah to be a better game designer and then and then fucking you know maybe meet up with this group and then my life will be different yeah it, and it also comes it reminds me of people who are like huh, i miss being a kid i miss being in high school because i have some co-workers who are like that and to me i feel like you compare your life to other people's expectations and you make your own life being like you know what i had a shitty life and then you get all depressed about it because yeah like I, I don't wish that i was a high school if i can go back God, in time no. with this knowledge yeah i would take advantage oh, of for it. sure yeah but, but it would purely be to, to benefit who i am now yeah to you know benefit me you know Brittany or anything like that but uh no i feel like if you wish for back in high school days that you you are you're missing the point of growing up yeah it also just kind of feels like you peaked because yeah. like there are so many people you you hear that sort of stereotype but it's true of like the dude who's like man i could have made it to the nfl when i was i when i was in high school i was doing all this shit yeah. and it's like why compare yourself to that the child that you are wishing mm. that you were. Yeah. I didn't have a bad experience in high yeah, school. Yeah, I didn't have at a bad all. experience either. Would I want to go back? No. Yeah, I wouldn't go back. Like, sure, I had to work my ass off in my senior year, but that was all my fault because I didn't want to do any work in high school. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, God damn, dude, I wish I was yeah. back in high school. Like, the, the aspect of hanging out with your friends every day is something that's like, yeah, I do miss that because I had a lot of friends in Utah. Yeah. Compared to here, because here I wasn't planning on staying. I was planning on dipping the fuck out. So that's why I only made friends with Adrian, Isaiah, and that Brian kid that I backhand one time. Yeah. Yeah, because you and I didn't. I really didn't know who the fuck you were. Hanging out until you were after done with high, high school. school. Yeah, dude. It was like a year or two after you're done with high school. No, because you went to college right, uh, right after me and Adrian yeah. were in high school. That's what I'm saying is it would have been a year or two after you got yeah. out. I think it might have been like two because weren't you in San Francisco for two? I was in San Francisco well, for a year and a half. Yeah, so then it was, it was like two years so two afterwards. Years. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, 
to the actual anime we've already pretty much discussed it he wishes he can go to art school i don't know we don't know if he actually went back in time or yeah. he's he meets just sleeping. the girl and then suddenly he's yeah. back in time at school and he decides to go for the art class uh-huh. or the art school and you know he makes two friends he makes uh two girlfriends and one dude friend who you're getting heavily implications that that they are the group that he idolized. yeah he was like this is the platinum group but it's Mm -hmm. just like it must be all a dream at least how i see it the three episodes that are only out right now as of this recording it kind of feels like it's a dream because it's like if you idolize these people but yet if you went back in time you're the the reason that these people are coming together who was it in your actual time yeah or is it like a weird back to the future situation where you didn't realize that you are actually a part of that group yeah and so the timeline is not, you know, fucking 2003 to 2020 or whatever. It's fucking 2003 to 2020, then back to 2008, and then back to 2020. Yeah. And now your lifetime is like 40 years longer or something yeah. than everybody else's. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I liked it. I know you didn't like it. It's uh, I didn't hate it. It's just it was my least favorite out of all of them. Yeah, it's, but I thought uh, it was good. Yeah. I, I like the main character... He's slowly starting to build the little harem going. Like, yeah. all the girls kind of want his wiener. Yeah. Uh, Another comparison to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking, um, the part that tripped me out the most, that fucking caught me off guard that I had to rewind. Yeah. Was in episode three when the brown haired girl is like, hey, do you want to hang out? And he's like, sure, let's go hang out. So they go to karaoke. Yeah. And she starts singing the fucking intro to Rio Kenshin. Yeah. I was like, what the f- I, as soon as the notes came up i was like what the fuck and then i let it play and then i was like no fucking way so i went back and i listened to it again like that's that's the fucking <laughs> intro song to real kenji because as soon as i got done with the episode i fucking went looked it up and i was like that's exactly the same fucking song yep. because there are references to real life shit like he's like hey where's my manga collection of uh no game no life where yeah. is the ps why is there a ps2 and not a ps3 in my room well he even does it with some of the games where, yeah like, and i get that part because like he wants to be game designer mm-hmm. so it makes sense but like most of the time right they make a reference and it's like that's obviously a street fighter reference but it's called something like curb stomper yeah or or like you know Fighting neighborhood street, fight or yeah. something <laughs> Yeah, or like, you know, instead of getting like Mega Man, you get like Robot Man or something. Yeah. This one, it's just straight up like, oh, yeah, you know that fucking trademark property? It reminds me of JoJo, except they didn't do the they didn't do the uh, the change. Because like with JoJo, they're straight up like this guy named Cars, this guy named Ario yeah. Speedwagon. Mm-hmm. In English, they change the names because of copyright things. There's no English one for this. It's all subtitles. But it's still very much just like, yes, you you know that thing that exists in the real life that mm-hmm. you've played before? That, that's it. Yeah, because this one is definitely like a slice of life anime, I would say. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think it technically fits the bill for an isekai, but like. Well, yeah, I don't know. Because, well, the reason why I say technically is because like we are very much still not sure whether he's I, I in his like, own space. Yeah, I think this is a dream because, again, it comes down to like if he's getting these the, the platinum group together. Yeah. Then how were they existing in his actual 28 years old? And he's like, damn, dude, that platinum group is so fucking cool. What it's just like if you were the key component, because it really shows you like him. He is the unifier. Yeah, yeah. he's the one that's bringing these guys in because the, the dude guy is a is a badass writer. Hello 
lazy. The brown haired girl, apparently a good singer and the fucking one who models for the shit. And then the, the, the other girl that sleeps with him. Yeah. Not sexually is the artist that he fucking loves. Like he, he has an art of the light novel on his background on his phone. Yeah. And it would show you that he would stare at it and just admire it. So it's just like, this has to be a dream. It's going to be fucked up when he wakes up and he's like, it was just all a dream. See, my theory, right? Because one of the reasons why I was like, oh, I'm, I like it. I'm not super duper into it is because I'm getting that feeling that like it's going to turn into like a weird sci-fi thing like halfway through. Just based off of the, the I guess what they set up and, and what I'm expecting. Because my brain goes to two things, right? The dream is not one of them. I'm thinking that it's either it is the same timeline and it's a weird back to the future thing like I was saying where it turns out that dude was him the whole time or it's like a fucking parallel universe thing where it's like this is the universe where you were a part of the platinum group. So the platinum group in your timeline is different like that's a different guy but there is this one universe that exists where you were a part of it and you were important in it for me me thinking that it is a dream i feel like the red-headed girl the chief yeah is the one who is in the platinum group because she's kind of the other odd man out where she's the only one that has detail and actually has like a motivation to try to join the group and i feel like in his actual timeline if it is a dream she's the fourth member of the platinum group that he ends up stumbling across as well (laughs) So I think the, I think the red-haired girl it might be the the fourth member but now that in his dream self he took her spot that's why she's just like god damn it this own bitch. You know what I could see that because I could see that being like I guess a source of conflict mm. for them. And I I could see that being like a an an important part of it. Yeah. But even then I would say that that makes it less likely that it's a dream because why would he create that in his dream? I don't know. I feel like that gives more credence to the idea that it might just be a different reality something but that's that's the the premise for yeah. remake so, our life would and you recommend it would you i would say, recommend eh, it it is it, it pass yeah i would recommend it i don't know if you went back to our older podcast but you can tell that we do one through ten like we were arguing. i did yes i did i fucking told You're you right yeah you dumb bitch yeah but we don't do that right now because we didn't watch the whole series. Yeah. Right well, now we're just doing recommendations or yeah. telling people whether they want to. I would recommend that if you like the slice of life, feel good. If you're feeling kind of down because your life kind of is is kind of shitty right now and you're like, damn, I need a little bit of an escape. This one feels it like I'm not creative yeah. at all. And I feel like if I was a creative person, I might be struggling with this stuff, being like, why didn't I make Chainsaw Man? You really like to bring up the Chainsaw Man because of the one thing I brought up, Yeah, dude, you were hella sad about that. I wasn't sad because I was like, Chainsaw Man's cool and I want to own it. It was more like uh, I I saw that he was my age and then I was like, fuck, I could have done something. Yeah, you could. Because the thing is- You could have been, you could have made Pistol Man, Machete Man. I don't- I don't know why Splunger I thought man. Gonna, I don't know why I thought you're gonna be like you could have made piss. <laughs> You've done that multiple. I did that during the break. But um, no, it's just you know it is sort of a creative thing where you're like oh, and it's a thing that you see constantly, especially now with like Instagram. You go on there and then you see like a great, amazing work, and then you're like, let me check out this artist, and their fucking bio says they're like 14. Mm-hmm. The fuck out of here. I hate you now. Yeah. But um, it's just that where like you see somebody else doing something maybe a little bit quicker. Or in my case, you are cognizant of the fact that like you had ample opportunity to do a thing and you just decided. Eh. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ah, oh, shit. This is about the time I would have gotten done with it, too. Yep. So 
There you go. Could have been corkscrew, man. Fucking. I feel like it'd be very ineffective everyone. because you got to twist yourself out yeah, of it every time. But that's time. why you wind yourself up like Luffy does. Anyways, moving on. Oh, actually, what what do you feel? I would about recommend it? it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I might keep up with it. Um, maybe not, or at least I'll wait until it's all over. So yeah. we'll see if it gets over by by the time we do the recap. But uh, moving on to Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Yeah, Infinite Darkness, Darkness. Infinite Darkness. Yeah. It is a Netflix original. It likes to tell you that it's a Netflix original. And it likes Every to tell you... That it's based that, off of the yeah. Capcom game, Resident yeah. Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil. Surprisingly, this anime takes place after uh, Resident Evil 4, yeah. the game, and after the first Resident Evil standalone animated movie. Because mm-hmm. they referenced both parts, and I was just like, oh, damn, that's yeah. pretty cool. It it does go and show you why Leon is the fan favorite, mm-hmm. as much as I dislike that. I mean, I, I'm all aboard on the Leon train. Granted, you know... I feel like we need to give more love to my boy Carlos. Carlos was only in one game. <laughs> but he was cool. In the remake, he was cool. Even in the original one, he was cool. I don't know about that. But um, yeah, this this is just a Resident Evil plot. That it's not serious. Um, yeah. There was there was some campy. zombie rats in the submarine. That, that was I, cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, he's like, yeah, because there's like zombie rats in the submarine. And then immediately he's like, it's a bioweapon. And like when I heard that line, it's like, it's fucking Resident Evil. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. And then as it went on, I was like, oh, wait, no, this takes place between like uh, after the fourth after one four. and, and after the first movie. So this is before this like is they before go five. to uh, fucking Africa with all yeah. that. So the only like experience they have with B.O.W.s would be the tyrants. At this point, really, the mm, actually the tyrants and the liquors, yeah, the and, well, and the hunters. And so the hunters. everything from Resident Evil Two and Los Plagas for Leon. Yeah, but even like Los Plagas, I could understand Leon being like that was an isolated incident mm-hmm. at this point because they haven't made the connection to uh, what are they called in five? Oh shit. Anyway, those guys. Mm-hmm. They haven't made the connection to those, and then obviously back to, you know, seven and eight and all that stuff. Yeah. So I could under, like, once I, you got more context, I was like, oh, okay, I get why he's a little bit more surprised. This isn't the 18th time he's dealt with this. This is For, like the third. Th- that's the thing that I, I didn't like, and I was talking to Adrian about this. Um, So the president knows about what happened in Raccoon. Yes. His, the president is, like, hyping up Leon being like, Leon saved his daughter yeah, and didn't even bang her. So yeah. he's like, not only is this man good at his job, he respects his position of yeah. authority. Because uh, one of the characters that gets pulled in to have this uh, super secret briefing is like, yeah. Leon was just at the wrong place at the right time. What makes him so special? And uh, the, the main army bro is like, he has the skills to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't understand why people in the Secret Service, in the Resident Evil universe, don't automatically go for the head because this dude shoots a zombie multiple times and Leon saves him. Well, that's the fir- that's that dude's first time encountering a zombie. Yeah, and him, yeah, but, but everyone like, else. It's like, they know what happened with Raccoon. They know zombies is a thing. Why would you not just go for the head? I feel like in real life, those Secret Service people had to do hella shit. I, what I like am willing to bet is if you're in a scenario, if you're the Secret Service, the most you might know is that they fucking flattened Raccoon City to get rid of this thing. You probably don't know the intricacies of it. And as a Secret Service member, 
I'd imagine it's like any sort of law enforcement thing where you're taught to shoot center mass because it's the biggest target. Yeah, that's what Adrian was saying. And you may not hit a, 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 a headshot. And I feel like that's the reason why, yeah, he's got the zombie dude coming towards him. He's like a senator or something, right? Mm-hmm. And he just plugs him with like nine shots center mass. The guy doesn't go down and then he freaks out. And then Leon comes in at the last possible moment like a badass and shoots the thing in his head. And then he's like, you got to aim for the head. And then the dude's like, gotcha. I think it's because he just didn't know enough and he was just relying on training, which works for people that are not reanimated. Yeah. And um, another thing that hella made me laugh is when the the White House gets attacked. Yeah. The Secret Service people come in and like they put body armor on the president. One guy's shielding him, Mm -hmm. but the guy who's shielding him has his gun so close to the president's head that I feel like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that should not be, I know this guy has the trigger training, you know, where he's like, discipline. yeah, he's not going to accidentally discharge it. But it's like, you, you don't, you Still don't know. Sketch. Yeah. You don't know. The gun might malfunction. You're function. telling me the Oval Office doesn't have like a direct line to a safe room? Dude, like. There's not, a, there's not a cool slide under the desk that takes you into like a concrete bunker. What the fuck is the point? Yeah. Cause the, the guy is like protecting him. His gun is like right next to the president's head and it's just like all right guys let's get the duke ready president graham yeah and i was just like i don't know if you should you should do that i don't think you You should figure a bookcase would open up you know i I don't i don't know why my brain just says that the white house is full of resident evil style fucking secret passages that would be the only i feel like it should yeah that would be the only place that would make sense yeah if i went like if for some reason I had the ability to explore the White House and then I found a ho- like a, a statue of Paul Revere on a horse where you had to put like three different plaques in in the right order and then turn them a certain way for it to open a secret passage to like where they hide the Constitution. I'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah, that That's like, perfect sense for that to be yeah. there. An old police station in the middle of buttfuck nowhere? Not necessarily. No. The White House, it would be disappointing if they were like... Oh, yes, this is the library where we keep the actual constitution. And they just, like, unlock the door with a key that looks like my house key and then open it. Yeah. And there's just dudes with guns. I'd be like, that's fucking disappointing. Yeah. Where's the intrigue? Where's the espionage required for me to get in here? Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. The other thing that I liked about the show is... uh. And it doesn't just show you Leon, but it also kind of goes into like how deep Umbrella has its fucking fingers in, in the the whole government and just the world in general. Because this is before, like you like we said before five, so the world doesn't know yet about uh, the Umbrella, like how deep Umbrella goes. Because they 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 know that um Umbrella was behind Raccoon, yeah, but they don't know there was zombie. The world doesn't know that there's zombies yet. So it's cool to show you like oh dude, not even the government like that's why chris makes his own anti-bioterrorist group that ends up being what they were fighting against mm-hmm. in uh, resident evil 7 but uh overall it, it, this is a good if you like resident evil i liked it i didn't watch episode four there's only four episodes i was gonna watch this after after the fucking re- review yeah so I don't know how it ends, but the three episodes that I watched, I was like, I don't, I don't hate this. It's I, campy, I liked it's it. fun, it's Resident Evil. Yeah, it's Resident Evil. I recommend Evil. it highly. Yeah, I was like, if you're a big Resident Evil fan, you would like it. Yeah. Regardless, even though they always do Claire dirty and don't give yeah. her anything to do. They, they didn't give her any cool moments, but like the, at this point, that is Claire. Yeah, she's just a backup character. Just like Jill, she, she gets one game, maybe two, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's that's as far as the the was it 
Redfield bloodline goes. Yeah. And then our the final anime that we're going to talk about is The Detective is Already Dead, which is a... It's Hard, like a right? It's yeah. like a mystery. <laughs> and, well, the thing is this one. So both The Detective is Already Dead and re- Remake Our Life, the first episodes are almost an hour long. Yeah, 40 something minutes. And this one didn't help at all. Like the hour long first episode sets up the name of the anime, yeah. the, the the main detective who is kind of like a female Sherlock Siesta. Holmes, Siesta, dies. Yeah. So uh, basically, it takes place, uh, you're introduced to a character who is forced to carry a bomb onto a plane, and then once he's on the plane, meets a girl who considers herself to be like the world's greatest detective, basically, and and she takes him on as her sidekick to figure out what's going on with the bomb and this like weird android dude that's trying to hijack the plane and because of that that kind of forces them together and over the course of this 40 minutes you know they do a pretty good job of detailing who these two characters are and why they're starting to and why they're starting to like build sort of a trust between them and and be a team because he's still very reluctant like even at the end of it he's like i don't want to be a sidekick to a detective fuck this shit i wouldn't say they they get together it's it's uh she tells him she like, forces him yeah she's like yeah I, I knew that you you might be the potential person that i need yeah to to do these things yeah because like his thing is just like Oh, he has bad luck. He keeps getting forced into bad situations. Yeah, which when after he tells you, after she tells him that, it's like, so did he actually have bad luck or it was just all her doing this whole time? Mm-hmm. She's just fucking sitting somewhere like, yes, he dumped it. <laughs> but um, yeah, you at the end of the episode, she dies. Yep, at the first episode. At the end of the first episode, she dies. And then, and then that's hence the name the detective is already And dead. then they pull uh, seven pounds on you, the Will Smith, yep. where she passes away and he takes the mantle of the, the legendary detective. And then a girl walks up to him and like shoves her hand down his throat. And she's yeah. like, tell me what I need to know. I'm going to fucking punch their punching bag. I forget what it's called. Yeah. The back of their throat. She hugs him. Afterwards. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't know why I hugged you. That's weird. Yeah. And he's like, titties. I'm okay with this. Yeah. But he's like, you shouldn't You shouldn't have your titties in someone's face if you don't know. Yeah. She straight up hugs him in a way that his face is in between her boobs. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't know what got over me, but aren't you the legendary detective? And he's like, no, I'm not. I was just a sidekick. Yeah. And then you end up finding out that the main character girl pulled the seven pounds and gave her her heart. Yeah, when she was dying, uh, it, she essentially organ donor. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were able to do a heart transplant from Siesta and then put it into this new girl because this new girl's like, I need you to find somebody for me, and he's like, Who? And then he's she's like, That's the thing. I need you to find out who I'm looking for. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Turns out she's just looking for her heart donor, yeah. and she doesn't know who the heart donor is, and she just said it in the most fucking dramatic way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all I, from this episode and the next episode, did I don't know if I wasn't paying attention or it, didn't, it was about to tell you, but what does the second girl get from her? I was assuming the eye, but... The, even when she because the second girl is an idol like the most yeah. famous idol but even when she does like the flashback before she's like oh i got an operation she already had the eye patch yeah uh well i think it is the eye but i think the eye patch in the because i don't i don't think they told us quite yet no but i think what it is is the eye patch prior is just her missing an eye mm. and covering it and 
the eye patch now serves so that way she can do a reveal and be like, yeah. bum, bum, my mm. eye behind my behind this eye patch is the same color as Siesta's eye. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if this is going to be like a weird anime harem. where he gets like a harem that are all yeah. technically one girl. It's like when you put all the pieces to Exodia, you get to fuck exact, them yes. all. Exactly, yes. Yes, this is this is that. Yeah. Uh, but I do like some of the things that they do to try to like hint at stuff. It's not the smartest thing, right? No. You still know what's going to happen ahead of time. But they're still very good at selling the character figuring these things out. Mm. Because they have a moment in the second episode where the main character and this girl that he's trying to help out go to go meet the captured cyborg dude yeah. from the previous episode mm. and he walks in and the cyborg dude you know this is before the guy knows that the girl's heart transplant was siesta they walk in and the cyborg dude is like ah the fucking greatest detective once again and the main dude's like no i'm the sidekick this is the other girl she's dead fuck you and then you find out during the course of this conversation that the heart came from siesta and then there's that little thing where you're like Ah, that's why when he came in, he said the world's greatest detective. He could sense that it was the girl with him, yeah, not him. Because she has like some weird magical powers because he couldn't yeah. hit her with his android body. I his, didn't. Uh, yeah, he has. So basically what I what I think it is, they didn't do a good job of explaining how it works. I think it's like a, like a nanobot situation. Yeah. When they were like, I'm an android. It's like, bro, you look like an alien right now. Yeah. I think it's a nanobot situation and like he tries to shoot his little nanobot spikes at her. But because she's got some sort of like robot or magic or something. Anti-nano um, repellent. Yeah. Once they get close enough, they just disintegrate. Yep. And so uh, because this girl has her heart, he, he fucking tries it again. He's like, I'm going to try to stab you. And then it happens again. They disintegrate before they get close to him. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. I knew it. You yep. bitch. <laughs> Which also, isn't that like a huge security thing? He's in a jail. Yeah. And he was still able to try to stab her. That doesn't mm. sound like a good yeah. way of containing a person. I, I'm just waiting for it. It's just like, I was in a terrible accident. I got chainsawed in my nether regions. It. But because of the donor, now I have oh a bomb ass pussy. <laughs> 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 I had an experimental clitoris replacement <laughs> surgery. God. Or it's going to be like, I didn't have any ovaries, but a donor gave me some. Oh, no, because if you do that, then it's like, oh, God, now there's a pregnancy arc. There has to be. There, You can't bring up that and then not be like, you can make me pregnant with Siesta's baby. Like, yeah, that's it'd fucking be, weird. it'll be her babies, and I'll be carrying your love child. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but overall, this I didn't like this one uh, at all. But I liked I it. I definitely feel like the three episodes was not enough because the first episode, if if it was a one shot, I would have been fine yeah. with that just being the 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 whole thing was just that. But the other two episodes don't really. The third episode feel like doesn't add anything other yeah, than no. I'm an idol bitch. So now now you have a second person to your third technically yeah. to your harem. This actually kind of reminds me a little bit of the setup for um, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai in that like with, with Rascal, you have like the main character and the girl and your brain goes, oh, that's the whole show. And then you find out like, no, there's like four other girls in this that he's going to help out along the way. And then you kind of just feel like, oh, shit, well, now I got to go through setup for them as well. Mm. So as far as the detectives already dead, the three are the only ones that are out. But like it very much feels like you might need a little bit more time yeah, to, to know least. for sure whether 
Yeah. You like it personally? So far, I like it. And yeah. I can't say that I'm going to continue watching it. Uh, I'll have to see what people tell me about the season later on. Because obviously we spend a lot of time watching a bunch of different anime. We can't watch every single one all the way through. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I've got people who bug me about anime. Yeah, and, you started to watch Odd Taxi and you were the one bringing it up. It's on my list uh, as soon as I'm done with Quintessential Quintuplets. But I'm I'm not quite done with like that one I yet. can save you the trouble and tell you how it ends. No, no, I need to see it myself. Because it's easier if I just tell you. It's easier, but it's not as enjoyable. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, I would recommend it. Uh, I would not. Uh, the first episode's... It's kind of like a mystery, but not really yet. Yeah. It's just like, who else is going to get a body part? That To me, that's the mystery. It's like, uh, if one girl got the heart, one girl gets an eye, someone's going to be like, I lost my arm in the war, but now I have this fresh new arm mm-hmm. <laughs> or leg. or no, I bet you going to be like kidneys or a liver. But uh, overall, that's that's the... I'd like to see something weird. Yeah. So uh, you can hit us up on uh, basically all of our socials, which you can find on nakamapod.com. Uh, we're also, you know, Instagram.com slash nakamapod, Twitter.com slash nakamapod. Yeah, by the time you listen to this second part, we should have more unboxings. Yes. I got a, did the unboxing for the Amiibo, if you watched the, the thing, you already know yeah. that. And uh, a certain game, very... Very sexy game, I guess. Yeah. If you're into that. Vampires are involved. Oh, yeah. Vampires in a big way. Mm -hmm. But uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye.